This is Craig Ansell, and welcome back to the Career Growth Made Easy podcast. I'm super excited because today we are celebrating our 50th episode. It's been a blast getting here, and we couldn't have done it without you. We truly appreciate our dedicated listeners and faithful email subscribers. I'm feeling in a generous mood. To celebrate our 50th episode of the Career Growth Made Easy podcast, I'm giving away two free resume masterclasses. That's an incredible offer that you'll definitely want to take advantage of. Now, there are two ways to enter. First, head on over to at Craig Ansell on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram, and check out today's giveaway post for directions on how to be entered. Second, if you're a current email subscriber, check your inbox for today's email newsletter with directions on how to enter. If you want more chances to be entered in giveaways in the future, be sure to follow us on social media and join our email list at craigansell.com forward slash email. If you haven't heard, my resume masterclass starts you out from scratch. You can build your resume from a blank sheet of paper update an existing resume, or totally redesign yours if you have significant experience and need to hone in on valuable content for your next job. I've worked with dozens of human resource professionals, hiring managers, and recruiters. I've heard their compliments and complaints when it comes to resumes that do and don't get the interview. Combined with my one-on-one coaching experiences, this results in the culmination of my Resume Masterclass, which allows you to fine-tune your resume so you get noticed and you get the interview. All too often, our resumes are flooded with information and have even become eyesores. You may think you're the best candidate for a job, but if your resume can't clearly convey your value proposition, you're sunk. On the counterpoint, If your current resume is getting you a few interviews, that's great. But maybe you're not getting as many job offers as you'd like. And when you do, you feel like you're getting lowball salary offers. Did you know that your resume could be partly to blame? You see, your resume's job is to sell you and get you the interview. But if it's not structured well and doesn't highlight your key values to your future employer, it might not convey your full worth. In fact, I was just working with a student the other day that this was happening to. Also, last week, I had discussed this same scenario with the hiring manager, and he agreed. I'll summarize what he said. Your resume is all I have to make my first decision if you qualify for an interview. And by the way, that qualifies as a first impression. So you see... Your resume speaks for you regarding the value you could bring to a future company. He agreed that although he likes to take care of his employees, generally pushing for the higher end of a salary range when he hires, he also bases their value on the content of their resumes. Sometimes you can course correct for this issue in the interview. But let me ask you, why should you have to fight that battle starting from a low bargaining position? You should start off in a position of power and value, beginning with your resume structure, content, and message. Then carry that through to the interview and win the maximum salary offer that you're worth. With my Resume Masterclass, you can immediately begin to polish and fine-tune your existing resume for maximum attractiveness, 
Then, as your education and experience grows, you can come back to the Resume Masterclass and update your resume to highlight value for your next role. It's a proven process that helps you build or rebuild your resume at any time in your life. If you need help with your resume right now, go ahead and head over to rmcenroll.com. That's rmcenroll.com right now, and you can still pick up our Resume Masterclass for the introductory price. But that price is going away soon, so if you need resume help, grab your copy today. It's so awesome that we're celebrating our 50th podcast episode by closing out our ultimate career growth performance series with the topic of leadership. I think it rounds out the series well. One month ago, we started out with transformation. We talked about visualizing where you want to go. It's important to keep the end in mind. If you've recently suffered a job loss, potentially due to economic downturn, and job openings aren't aligning with your latest job title, that episode is for you. Not only can you transform or pivot to new opportunities, but so can your resume. Doing so can open up an entirely new world to you as far as employment opportunities are concerned. Check out episode 46, which is when we started our Ultimate Career Growth Performance Series, and that was on transformation. From there, we focused on hard and soft skills. It's important to know the difference and realize many employers not only need you to have book smarts and capabilities to be able to perform, but... They also require strong soft skills. Soft skills are essentially your communication skills and relate to your emotional intelligence level. If you've ever struggled to communicate with someone or have been told in your performance reviews this is an area of concern, I strongly suggest you check out episode 47. So following along then in our Ultimate Career Growth Performance Series, you've had the opportunity to transform your skill set, and your resume, and you checked your hard and soft skills. Now you're ready for interviewing. But what does it take to get ready? How should you prepare for a virtual interview? What should you wear? By the way, companies are still holding in-person interviews. If you'd like some tips for preparing for both virtual and in-person interviews, check out episode 48. Then last week, we focused on promotions. What qualities and qualifications do you need to get promoted? Maybe your pay raises haven't been what you thought that you were worth. Most of us have daily or weekly tasks that need to get accomplished. But you may be surprised how you rank the priority. It may not align with your boss's expectations. Episode 49 dives into task prioritization effective time management, improving your communication skills, and much more. So, you've updated your resume to reflect the best version of your current self. You've identified hard and soft skills that you possess and those areas that you need to work on. So as you build your ultimate career growth toolkit, you're on your way to acting as a leader. Enter today's episode number 50. Our last topic for our Ultimate Career Growth Performance Series, Leadership. When you hear the word leadership, what comes to mind? Do you immediately think of your manager, or does something else come to mind? 
Is there a specific position in your company that you see strong leadership or perhaps leadership that eh, maybe needs improvement? Leadership can relate to a functional position within your company. Typically, titles of leadership include team lead, supervisor, manager, director, or even owner. However, Today's episode is all about the skill set and capabilities that provide you with leadership qualities. It's not so much about the role or the job title. Have you ever had a poor customer service experience and asked to speak to a supervisor or manager? I know I have. Then, after discussing the issue with them, the experience got even worse? I didn't think it was possible. But the supervisor refused to see my point, the customer's point. And regardless of how strong a case I had, they refused to accept any error on their company's part. They were defensive the whole time. There was no attempt to even meet in the middle. In cases like these, and depending what's at stake, sometimes you just have to take the loss for the sake of your sanity. In this example, I believe the person in supervision wasn't qualified to perform their role, at least when it comes to addressing customer service issues. I bring up this case because all too often, people are promoted to a supervisory or managerial role because they're next in line or the most senior in the group. It doesn't mean they're qualified. I spoke to several people like this over my years of coaching. In a few cases, they didn't receive any guidance or feedback as to their performance, and they just assumed the role as it was handed over to them. There were no coaching or onboarding experiences from their previous management, and in a couple situations, as their groups grew, it was natural for the company to create a team lead or supervisory role. In those cases, the most senior person was chosen and placed in that role. One such student of mine told me that he didn't want the role and didn't think he was qualified for the position either. Now, after a few years, he sort of settled in and become comfortable with his responsibilities. If you own a company or have higher fire responsibilities, you don't need to create problems by implementing a weak management structure. Rather, you want to build a strong leadership culture. If you're an individual contributor, that change can start with you. Strong leadership requires a healthy culture to survive. If you don't have that, you'll always be firefighting and taking on leadership-type challenges, but possibly without the potential to grow. Leadership is a mindset. It takes strong hard and soft skills. And the key to this revolves around your communication skills and your emotional intelligence. Once you have your own responsibilities and tasks under control, you can start to branch out slowly and carefully work towards assisting others if they have challenges. You could start out gently and explore if coworkers or team members are facing issues. You might ask if they'd like some support. I find it a great icebreaker to share how I had a similar issue arise in the past, how I tried to resolve it and failed then eventually figured out a better way and resolved it. It seems to be a natural icebreaker when you show how you failed. When I do this even today, 
I share proudly. I've noticed my voice gets louder, my energy peaks. No, it's not because I'm proud that I failed, but I'm proud that I recognized failure and discovered a path forward to success. In these cases of challenging situations, it's important to attack the problem and not the person. Let me say that again. If you're in a situation where you have the opportunity to help someone, make sure you attack the problem, not the person. I'm going to throw in a master level tip here. If you can harness this, you'll be on your way to expediting your career growth. And why not? This episode is all part of our Ultimate Career Growth Performance Series. Here it is, and it's simple. Are you ready? Ask what, not why. That's ask what, not why. Let me explain. It's human nature to become defensive when why is asked. The reason? Why usually invokes emotion. Typically, why questions unknowingly shut down productive conversations. Why questions can stall brainstorming and recovery planning if they're approached incorrectly. Now, there are times when the use of why is necessary. The first example that came to mind is the use of the five whys, and it's also a form of root cause analysis. If you've not heard of this, let me explain. It's effective, and it's used for problem solving. You start off with a problem statement such as, my vehicle won't start. Then your first why. Why? won't your vehicle start? The battery is dead. Why is the battery dead? I left my lights on. Why did you leave your lights on? I forgot to turn them off. Okay. Why did you forget to turn them off? I had my hands full. Okay. Why were your hands full? I was carrying groceries into the house. Now, this was a simple example but the 5-why approach can be used in professional and technical settings just as well. I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to learn more. By the way, the origin of the 5-why comes from critical process-solving techniques such as used by Toyota, the vehicle manufacturer. So, a quick recap. When problems arise, or you're looking for alternatives to use what rather than why, Think about where you can use the five whys and try it out. It will take a little practice to start each question with why. I know it seems redundant, but that's the whole point. If the Toyota Corporation can use it, so can you and I, and to great success. Back to leadership. It's not about the position, but rather about the person. The character and qualities that you possess can make you a strong leader. Many times, people aren't promoted into a role to become a leader. Rather, they already exhibited leadership characteristics and traits and were recognized and promoted into that role formally. Leadership also requires looking at things differently. Each situation requires a certain skill to analyze and determine how to react. Sometimes the best response is to do nothing. The last thing you want to do in a role of leadership is to react with emotion. Many times our emotions can get us in trouble. Not knowing when to stop talking because we're excited, 
nervous or worried, is a prime example. If we're upset because something went wrong on a project, we're an emotional side of our brain, and we can become hijacked. We need to pause and reset back to our process mindset. Try to work from the facts, and not the emotions that are present in the room. By the way, it helps to step back and recognize other people's emotions as well. By doing so, this typically reduces their emotional energy and can help people get back on track and onto a level playing ground. If you'd like to learn more about emotional intelligence and the different intensities of feelings that we humans face, there's a great book out there, which is a short, easy-to-read one also. It's called Emotional Intelligence 2.0, and it's by Dr. Travis Bradbury. I'll put a link in the show notes. I've mentioned this book before, and I routinely recommend it to my students when I'm doing one-on-one coaching. And I'm going to borrow some information with credit to the book from page 15. They have an intensity of feelings chart with low, medium, and high sections. Then across the top, you have feelings such as happy, sad, angry, afraid, or ashamed. Depending on if you have a low, medium, or high intensity of that feeling, there's five or six descriptions of how you might be feeling. That chart, rather that table, if you will, helped me to realize some of the emotions that I was feeling and to categorize them into a low, medium, or high-intensity situation. What I then did was worked backwards. I kept a copy of that book page open at work, and as a situation arose where I had uh, changing feelings, likely escalating in intensity, I was able to pull myself back. It took training. It took a lot of time. It took a lot of practice. And I was able to pull myself back and look at what emotion was I feeling. Okay, it belongs here on the chart. And then I realized the intensity level. If the intensity had increased, I would feel increased emotions about that. If I was able to recognize my intensity level due to, say, an argument with a customer or being accused of something from a customer, and I could stop that emotion and kind of check it, I could then slowly scale it down into a neutral setting or a low-intensity setting so that I could then work from the logical side of my brain rather than the emotional side of my brain. And the value there is you recognize the customer's situation, the customer's uh, reference to the problem, but they want you to solve it logically. They want product or service at the end of the discussion. That's why they hired you, and that's why they hired your company. Going back and forth with emotional uh, descriptions and terms isn't going to solve anything. They want product typically at the end of the day. And the quicker and cleaner that you can produce that product or service effectively, that's what they're paying you for. And by the way, if you can learn to do those things and pull your emotions out from many conversations or at least lower the intensity, your meetings will be shorter. They'll be more effective. You'll get a lot more done. And you'll likely get called back for future customer business. Once again, this has been episode 50, and we're celebrating. The Ultimate Career Growth Performance Series is ending with this topic of leadership. We couldn't have gotten to this episode without our listener and email subscriber support. To celebrate, we're still giving away our two free resume masterclasses. 
It's an incredible offer, and I strongly recommend you take advantage of it. Don't forget there's two ways. First, you can head over to at Craig Ansell on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn and check out today's giveaway post for directions on how to be entered. Second, if you're a current email subscriber, check your inbox for today's newsletter with directions on how to enter. And if you want more chances to be entered in future giveaways, be sure to follow us on social media and join our email list. You can do so craigansell.com forward slash email. We make it real simple. Just your first name and your email address and you're in. I talked briefly about the Resume Masterclass benefits. You can create a resume from scratch, update your existing resume, or totally redesign yours if you've got years of experience and it's become very lengthy and unfocused. Did you know that you only have three to five seconds to capture someone's attention with your resume? And that assumes your resume makes it through the gauntlet of filters out there online. One of the key mechanisms that companies use is called an Applicant Tracking System, or ATS for short. The tool's job is to filter out resumes so those with the best content meeting the job description criteria get passed along. The problem with that is that it can filter out your resume if you don't have the right format, the right file content, maybe the structure of your resume isn't compatible with certain applicant tracking systems. Plus, you want to be considered one of the higher probability candidates to be recommended for interview, so you need to know how to effectively insert and use keywords. There's more details at my website, rmcenroll.com, where you can learn about user experiences and successes as well. If you're interested, you can go there directly and purchase right now, rmcenroll.com. Or if you don't think you have an immediate need, don't forget to go onto social media and sign up for our giveaway. Also, get on our email list. We have more surprises and giveaways planned for the future as our company and podcast grow. God bless you. This has been Craig Ansell for our Career Growth Made Easy podcast, and we're blessed to celebrate our 50th episode, which has been the Ultimate Career Growth Performance Series, Leadership. See you next week. I hope you sign up.